This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. What are we going to be talking about, Kyle? We're going to be talking about a newsletter from Ranch Management Consultants that we read this last week. Um, Dave Pratt wrote this, and first we want to talk about how we really enjoy reading Ranch Management Consultants. There's a great deal of knowledge. This is a phenomenal resource for anybody in the ranching world. And they have a school, Ranching for Profit, which we hope to go to at some time and have heard nothing but great stuff from. And Dave Pratt himself has a great book on ranching and lifestyle that I think you should go check out. Yeah. So a lot of good things about these people and we actively follow and and look at things that they're publishing. Yep. So this uh, article is called Going Long. It was written on October 28th and we just want to summarize it here first. So Dave Pratt is talking about how everybody, you know, they look at these things, the Grand Canyon, Warren Buffett, they just see like Warren Buffett, you know, he's made I think it uh, mentions over $80 billion in this uh, article. And, you know, the Grand Canyon, like, wow, what a marvel. But that wasn't created overnight, you know? So what he's talking about is it takes time. And he specifically gets into, you know, investing. It pays to start early in this article. Yep. Okay. And, you know, uh, ranching for profit, obviously they're talking about ranching. And he goes into saying a little bit about, you know, how it might make sense for you to not pour everything back into the ranching business and, you know, put something in some other type of asset. The S&P 500 comes up in this article. Yeah, he says that since 1920, the S&P 500 has averaged around 7.5%. And he uses that if you invest 10000 per year, every year, you find that 20 years later, you have invested... $200,000 and that you have earned a return over $465,000. That's is, how much your total money you have. Yep. Now. Which over is over double what you have invested. And if you keep investing for another 20 years, the total return will grow to around six times the invested. Right. So it makes sense. It takes a long time for this to develop. Yeah. Okay. We want to make it clear. We are not disputing the return or anything like that that Dave has used. We did not do our own research into that. What we would like to make clear, though, is that just because a market performs, we should make a distinction here, and we'll include this in the uh, show notes, but average and actual return is very different. Yeah, We wrote a blog article that specifically details this, gives examples. You can have positive average returns and have negative dollar values. Yes. Okay, is that very realistic here in this example? No, the market has produced positive results for people, okay? Mm -hmm. But we just want to make sure that people understand that. Second of all, just because the market produces something does not mean that that is what you get. No, it matters on taxation. It matters on management fees. And it also depends on what you're invested in. Absolutely, okay? So we are not disputing... Uh, Dave's numbers about that. We just want to be very clear that 
there's a big difference potentially between what a market does and what you actually receive or dollars you have access to. And it also matters what year you start. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So getting into the meat of this a little more, okay? Um, I think what 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 I want to talk about, Kyle, is that I believe there is a a better way to go about this than the market. And that is infinite banking. Yes. Okay. Surprise. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise. All right. So Nelson talks about this in his book. Okay. Um, he'll talk about this in equipment financing, which we will soon be covering in our podcast. Um, we haven't yet, but he talks about how we end up building up equity in things. Um, but we're building up that equity in the wrong place. Okay. In Nelson's book, he's talking about equipment and the equipment financing section. Um, right here in this article that applies to the ranch. Yep. Okay. We pour everything back into cattle, uh, maybe fence. Maybe we have opportunity to make land purchases and things like that. Okay. Um, but we never have a, a liquid pool of capital that we're creating somewhere. Sure. Okay. That's the equity um, that Nelson's talking about. Like you're, you're putting all that equity back into the business, but that's not the right place to be accumulating your equity. You need it in a liquid pool, something that you can access and control. Control is just so important to realize here. Mm-hmm. Um, with infinite banking, that is what you are creating though, a pool of money that you have control of. You can capitalize on opportunities that come your way. Yeah, and maybe that's not all the ranching business. Maybe there is some sort of other play, some sort of real estate play. Or if you're educated in the stock market, maybe it makes sense to do that. For sure. But just start editing a policy. So then we're eliminating these third parties that are financing what we need financed. Right. And when you're in control, when you're the one doing uh, the investing, you're minimizing the risk in your financial situation, okay? When you're going after things that you're knowledgeable about, whether that is the ranching business or Maybe you have uh, educated yourself in some aspect of real estate, okay? Things that you're educated in drastically reduce the risk of things going wrong for your financial situation. Sure. And to speak of uh, this year, uh, my dad and I was our first year farming on our own. And after this whole, we had a, we had a good year and our return on investment was right around 27%. So why not... Why not build a pool of money to fund and finance something that you're educated in? Yes, that can earn you earn you something. I mean, is that going to happen every year? Probably not. But there's going to be ups and downs. Sure, we we have control over that to a certain point. Sure, there's rented ground that you can lose and things like that, but we can control what we plant, how we do it, your management practices. Sure. And, and and how long have you been um how long have you been working in the agricultural space, Kyle? Since I was like twelve or thirteen. Okay. And you're twenty six now? Twenty seven now? Okay. That's a lot of years of education that you just regardless of, of how much reading and things that you do, like experience, that that just leads to um knowledge or mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what the right word is that I'm looking for here. But, but I, I would bet that 
people who have been farming longer than us and um, have more ground or, or whatever, have more th- equity and land and stuff like that, their rate of return is going to be even higher than what, what or sorry, return on investment is going to be higher than what, you know, ours was. Right. And it, does that number not dwarf what the market has done? Who cares about the seven and a half percent? I mean. Right. And the policies are going to do very good on their own. Okay. It's not going to be 27% or something like that, but it's going to be very good. And it's going to be money that you have guaranteed contractual rights to borrow against when you see opportunities and mm-hmm. whether that's in your ranching business or something else that you're educating yourself on. Yeah. And a lot of people talk about multiple streams of income, which I personally think is a good idea. Maybe it's, maybe it's not put every single last dollar into the ranch, maybe buy some storage units. If you're educated, maybe do the stock market, but control the financing aspect of that. And it won't matter as much. Exactly. So, you know, to get back a little bit to the article, we are not um, disputing the numbers and things that were used. What we're saying is we think that there is a better place to position those dollars than just going into the market with those dollars. Yeah. If you, I mean, you're giving up control of that money every year. If you, let's, let's, we agree with, you know, maybe putting money somewhere else. If you run that through a policy and then run it through some type of real estate or something along those lines, you can, you're, you're hopefully buying a cash flowing asset. So you're going to be receiving monthly income. You can do that with stock market, but then you're going to be um, reducing your gains because you're not going to have compounding interest because you're pulling out money each mm-hmm. month. And okay, let's another thing. Okay. I think that we both uh, agree, uh, Dave Pratt in the article and Kyle and I agree with the going long theme, the long-term thinking that goes into this. Okay. Just because you start this this year doesn't mean you're going to produce drastic results for yourself this year. But why not start something that's going to lead to good things in the future? Yeah. I think that we have complete agreement on that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, whether you're starting an infinite banking policy and starting to finance your operation or whether you are going into the market, um, all these things require time to get up and going. Sure. Okay? The market isn't going to make you a millionaire overnight unless you've educated yourself. Maybe you have a chance of doing that, but that's very unlikely. Mm -hmm. All these things take a significant amount of time and not only time for them to work, but educational time that you've invested before any of that happened. That's, that's the key part is education. And, you know, ranching for profit, uh, or ranch management consultants do an excellent job of producing content for people. This is just one area where we thought we could add some value to people, you know, a different potential um, way to go about this. Yeah, I, I would say that they're probably the leaders in the ranching space for getting people to think different and think about putting more value on time than on just on money and production and things like that. Like realizing that your time and thinking and working um, on the business is much more important than working in the business. For sure. And time, valuing time is something that is, you know, I don't know if it's ever done uh, in the agricultural 
yeah. in ranching space. I've heard it time and time again where people are like, oh, it's just your time to do that. Just my time. I mean, that's the one that's limited here on earth. I mean, that's we have no idea when our time is going to be up here. I mean, that's something you can't replace. Money can be replaced. Time can't. Right. And I, if I think about this um, in just my own personal light, you know, regardless of all my friends and everything else, just me personally, um, like the most valuable things in my life are my time and my health because they allow me to do like hang out with my friends or my significant other, right? Those things are what allow me to do all the things that I do in my life. Yeah. And if pursue this business, this infinite banking business that you and I work at. And if you don't have your health, what's, what's it matter if you have millions of dollars when you're <laughs> 60, 78, like you can't even, you can't even enjoy it then. Right. I mean, there's so many other things that come before money. Um, but just, that was just me. Like I thought about that one evening I specifically remember, and I just came down to like, wow, time and health. If I didn't have those two things, I couldn't do everything else that I do in my life. Yeah. So this is just going to say that we really appreciate and enjoy what, uh, Ranch Management Consultants puts out there. We just had a little bit of differing opinion right. on this. And and I would also say that uh, since we're on the subject of time, um, we should say, okay, Kyle, you have significant time invested in your farming and ranching operation to yield that 27%, right? Sure. Versus the market, which you could potentially earn 7.5% over a long period of time with almost no time invested. Mm -hmm. And that's, if you go that route with the market, another thing to think of, if you're not doing any education and you're just putting money in there, well, somebody is managing that money for you. So there's a management fee that comes from that. So even if you do experience positive returns like that, that's not free. You got to pay somebody to, to manage that money. Right. And there's going to be, especially in the market, there's going to be high highs and low lows. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I just want everybody to understand that that isn't a steady seven and a half percent or, you know, we're just using the numbers from the article, but that isn't something that you just steadily watch grow. There's going to be ups, downs and things like that along the way. Yeah. And you can, you can see people comparing these IBC policies to market returns and that's not what it's about. Oh, that is not what we're trying to get at right here at all. But it can be competitive. I mean, when it comes down to it, it can be competitive because your IBC policy is never losing value. So it's it's compounding and growing every year. The market does not have just every year makes money, makes money, makes money. It has those down years that pull it down. Right. And just the favorable access to money with an infinite banking policy gives it a huge upper hand too. In my mind, especially for people like ranchers, farmers, mm -hmm. that that want access to capital and it would be good to know like how much access, how much capital do I have access to this year? You know, if this piece of land um, comes up for rent or for sale, or I have the opportunity to do something else. Okay. Mm -hmm. It'd be nice to know how much capital that I do have access. Sure. To. And we preach and preach this, that infinite banking is not about rates of return, but it does not make sense to do this if it doesn't make you any money, like the policy itself is going to give you a return. And then if you're using that policy to finance your other business, 
Like you are just adding tailwind to that. We've said that many times, but I mean, that is, that is hard to compete with. It's hard. I don't know how you can compete with it because once you, once you add in the banking function to the equation and you're, and you're making a system that can recapture interest like that, and you just know it's going to happen because of how whole life insurance works. I, I just, it adds so much cert, certainty, control to your life, and it also adds profitability in the form of a system that you control, you profit from, along with whatever business endeavor you're doing, whether that is ranching or um, some type of farming or, or whatever that is for you. Well, and also the beauty is that you, you're building up this pool of money to finance your business, and as time goes on, and you decide you want to work less, you have built up this huge amount of capital to fund your business. And now you can start taking that in a form of passive income. You can pull out all that money that you paid in. You can pay up up to your cost basis tax-free and then take loans for the rest of your life for a tax-free retirement. Not that that makes sense for everybody. Some some people want to pass on that death benefits. That makes a bunch of sense too. It's tax advantage when it's passed to the... Next generation. So building in the market, okay, you're looking for a nest egg to retire on. Well, if you build this capital system, you're financing your business and then having a nest egg to retire on. So you're killing two birds with one stone here. And you're controlling both aspects of that. Yeah. So once you educate yourself on the infinite banking concept and understand it, there's always continual learning that's going to happen, but it isn't like the big learning curve that comes along with the initial getting started. Would sure. you agree with that, Kyle? Yep. Okay. Uh, in any other you know, type of investment, um, and please don't think IBC is, is an investment. That is not what this is. It's a financing nope. system. Um, but with any other type, you know, the market, if you're going to be actively involved in that, that is going to continue on and continue on forever. It's always going to be things that you're going to monitor as you're, as you're in the market, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're the one actively doing it, okay? Yep. That's what I mean. Now, if you've given that responsibility to somebody else, disregard what I just said. But mm-hmm. um, anyways, nothing but good things to say about these guys. We really like their stuff, but we just feel that there was or could be improvement made in this suggestion. So, yeah. And not everybody's exposed to the infinite banking concept. So, yep. That's what we're trying to do. Bring exposure and let people know what it's about. Absolutely. Um, we'll include, uh, this in the show notes, the article, and we'll also include the blog from our website on average and actual returns for you guys. Yeah. So check that out and let us know if you have any questions. Okay. That's all I got, Kyle. How about you? All right. Thanks. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.